Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Good Place. Discussing season one, episode six, titled What We Owe to Each Other. Uh, all right, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, a lot to talk about here. Uh, first and foremost, I want to dive into this subplot with Chidi, Tahani, and Jason, where Tahani whisks Jason away to a couple's spa treatment, and Jason, not wanting to talk to Tahani, uh, and blow his cover, being incredibly, incredibly intimidated by her, and uh, having a complete inability to not incriminate himself, uh, <laughs> basically f- forces Cheedy to come with them. And uh, hijinks ensue! <laughs> this is very much a hijinks ensue scenario. Uh, but I love this awkward dynamic of Cheedy just being there as Tahani desperately tries to get Jian Yu to say anything and have any form of meaningful conversation with her and Jason's just like keeps shutting up he's not he's refusing to talk refusing to engage uh the few times he does open his mouth it's usually with something incriminating (laughs) (laughs) who's your favorite artist Jian Yu well, Pitbull changed the game. <laughs> Genie covers up his mouth like, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm massaging the mouth region. <laughs> I especially love the bit where Jason keeps looking down at an eight ball <laughs> to give responses to Tani. And then one time he looks down and just says, Made in Taiwan. <laughs> Oh, God. So we have that spa day that goes very, very poorly, and Tahani is miserable and hates everything, and is just resigning herself to being alone. Uh, Chidi has a nice little talk with her, cheering her up. They talk about Impressionist paintings and all that. And then Jason, in an attempt to make Tahani feel better, gets an Impressionist painting of his own. Which he shows to Chidi, and it is a painting of an Impressionist, not a painting in an Impressionist style. <laughs> and she's like, nope, 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 not not doing that, not doing that at all. Uh, here's what you're going to do, you're going to do exactly as I say. And then Jason presents to Hani with a painting of three of her in the Impressionist style. And Tahani's like... Oh, thank you, Gian Yu. Oh, oh, you you don't say things, you do and feel things. Only my true soulmate would have gotten me such an amazing gift. And Chidi's just off in the corner going thumbs up, like, there might be some form of connection happening there. I mean, these are two people who were promised soulmates and were given 
whatever the hell Eleanor and Jason are. Tahani doesn't know she's in this position, but she is. And so there's some form of mm, subconscious bond happening there. Some sort of subtle connection being formed. Uh, But anyway, that subplot's there. It's great. And then we also have Eleanor trying to help Michael and not help him at the same time. Like uh, she did with, (laughs) in her own words, uh, posing as a hot prom date for her cousin, both helping him and, according to his therapist, not helping him. (laughs) Uh, There's there's some really good jokes in The Good Place that are so multi-layered and amazing and... God, it was such perfect writing. It was such perfect writing. It was the best. It was the best of writing. Anyway. So, Eleanor goes in, and Michael's being all crazy, examining rocks for defects, and Eleanor's just like, Hey, buddy, you're acting like a goddamn crazy person. Let's take a break. Let's take a break and do nothing and not investigate this to reset slash not look too hard into me let's go do that and so they take a day and they recharge and they do a bunch of random bullshit they sing karaoke astronomically badly oh my god they're how are they so bad at karaoke Kristen bell was in frozen like just oh my god how is this character so awful at at, at karaoke and then also ted danson's there and making it work oh my god it sounds like it sounds like pigs being murdered (laughs) like just oh god no no never let them sing karaoke never let eleanor and michael sing karaoke never let them do karaoke ever again it's bad oh it's the worst but anyway they do karaoke, they play some games, like the Claw Machine, uh, what was it called? The, the thing with the ball, Skee-Ball, play that, uh, they do some bowling, and, like, they have fun, Michael's cheered up, everything's great, and now Eleanor's plan is essentially just to do nothing every single day, and just have Michael on this infinite, uh, road to nothingness. And then the next day, Michael's like, Hey, I found, I think I, I've narrowed down. I think it's a person. Uh, after our day of nothing, I realized humans have unpredictability and the things that have been happening in this neighborhood are happening if a person behaves unpredictably. A person is, a person is making all of this wrong. Uh, so we have to investigate uh, people, and so, they, uh, they go through, they retrace the steps of all the craziness, and they find nothing, or rather, Michael finds nothing, uh, they go to the garbage pickup place, there's too many people to narrow down, uh, (laughs) I love it. They always get close to narrowing the list down, but they never really... They never really narrow it down. Like, it's just, like, always... Oh, the, there, here's the people in the immediate vicinity. 
Also, there's these other massive lists of people that were kind of also close by, so we can't really know for sure. Like, uh, you have the one moment where they're at the garbage pickup, and Janet hands a list of people on garbage duty that day, and Michael goes, "The the our culprit is someone on this very short list." <laughs> and then Janet's like, "Oh wait, people were flying there uh, that day. Here's a list of people who were flying overhead." And then Michael just looks at it and goes, "Our culprit's on this much longer list." <laughs> So we have that. They can't do the party because everyone was there. And they're at the restaurant and a similar thing happens. Like there's nothing to narrow it down. Everyone was close by, if not right there. And so Michael at this point gives up. Uh, He takes a hoodie and he lies down on the floor and he proclaims that he is uh, as bad as season eight of Friends. I, I'd argue, I'd argue you don't have to say specifically season eight. You could just say Friends. In gen- Friends was a bad show. Friends was a terrible show. It was garbage. Uh, it's overrated. And it, it, it's bad television. It's bad television. But anyway, I digress. Friends. <laughs> He's as bad as Friends season eight. He's as in the dumps as Friends season eight, apparently. And... Eleanor comforts Michael by saying, like, hey, I promise to help you, and I'll help you, like, whatever you need. And this is kind of, we see it on Eleanor's face, even though she doesn't flat out say it, that this is Eleanor saying, like, hey, if you need to find out that I am guilty and convict me in order to be happy, I'll let you I'll stop trying to get in the way. I'll stop trying to steer you in the wrong direction. Like, Eleanor obviously doesn't say it, but you can kind of see it in her face, and this is, like, some really good acting on Kristen Bell's part. Uh, It's very well done. And then Michael looks at Eleanor and is like, wait a minute, I think I've figured it out. Janet, call a meeting. And the way Michael's staring at her and the way he's saying it, it looks as if Michael may have caught on to Eleanor and that she's not supposed to be there. So we get this ending where everyone's in this town meeting. Uh, Eleanor is there. She's talking to Chidi. She's like, yeah, I think Michael found me and uh, I'm probably screwed. So bye, buddy. It's been a good run uh, and all of that. And then Michael starts and it's like, I found the problem, and when I found out, I was shocked. It's me! I'm the problem, and I now have to leave you forever. And so, it looks like Michael is falling on his sword here. Uh, Worth noting, earlier in this episode, he did mention that architects usually don't live in their neighborhoods. Uh, they just sort of F off, and there's just Janet's there to answer every question they may have. Uh, but Michael living in his neighborhood is a new and entirely, like, original thing that no one's ever done before. Uh, so if it doesn't work out, then Michael's clearly in trouble. And 
Michael seems to be falling on a sword and saying, like, no, this is my fault. It's my fault. I'm the one screwing this up because I'm here and I need to leave forever. And so that's where it is. Uh, so yeah, Michael might be, without knowing it, sacrificing himself for Eleanor. Michael might be falling on his sword unnecessarily. Lot, lot I want to say. <laughs> Again, season one, very spoilable. Anyway, uh, that's the episode, and it's a real good episode. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 7. Talk to you then.